I'm Erica Everett. I am Director of K-12 Sales for Victory XR. And I'll just do a brief introduction to Victory. Um, Victory's been in business since 2016. We're a premier provider of um, virtual reality and aug augmented reality content, as well as an immersive environment that we've created called Victory XR Academy, um, in which um, teachers, educators of, at any level can bring their students in to our pre-created environments and use our um, thousands of pre-created objects. Um, so with that said, that's a brief introduction to Victory XR. Um, Michael is really our, Michael McDonald is our, our star today. He has been teaching in virtual reality for several years now. I'll let him tell a little bit about himself. He lives in, um, hails from England, London, outside of London, but he lives in Milan now. And he is just a wonderful teacher. He's taught um, several classes for us. He has one that we'll tell you about the at the end of the webinar um, that he's teaching for us now. But with with uh, no more further ado, I'm going to let Michael um, take the floor now. All righty, thanks, Erica. I hope you can hear me all well. If you can't, if I break up, just send me a message in the chat. And um, I guess that's rule number one. Um, agree with everything. No, no, don't agree with everything I say. Rule number one is if you have a question, please raise your hands, send a message in the chat, or let Adam in the door because he's just arrived. Um, please stop me whenever you like and we will answer your questions because this is what it's all about. I think we've got a real mixed bag of people here today, as Erica mentioned uh, a moment ago. I'd love to know a little bit more about you, what you're up to in the world of VR as well as we go through this next uh, 55 minutes. And um, so it's not just about me. I'm just the guy that likes to put a headset on my face and teach some people who are prepared to listen to me. English is a foreign language in particular. And um, so I've got a few stories to tell, a few, a few horror stories thrown in as well about maybe what you should bear in mind if you're going to launch yourself into the so-called metaverse. And, um, you know, I'd love to get your feedback as well about maybe what I did wrong in those situations, you know, so I'm really going to try and give you something to take away today, some practical concrete advice as if you were going to visit the Eiffel Tower and I'd give you a free fridge magnet for you to put in your pocket or put on the fridge when you get back. So it's all about little souvenirs, hopefully, little nip, uh, nuggets that you can take away. Um, so as Erica mentioned, I've been teaching for a good few years now. Uh, my first, you know, real experience with, dare I say it, VR, and I'll be people wincing and turning in their graves as if I could even associate Google Cardboard as VR. But it was my first experience as, you know, really trying to get my students back in, what was it, about 2015, 2016 now, um, an opportunity to um, immerse themselves in uh, a way beyond 2D textbooks and photographs in, you know, something closer to the English-speaking world. And, you know, that's really like been my bread and butter for the last... Um, well, kind of 10 years, really professionally speaking, but seven years or so with within virtual uh, reality sphere. Um, so that's what I do. I teach people with foreign language, uh, English in particular, in virtual reality. So um, I've kind of ridden the wave, the latest wave of virtual reality, of course, has existed for many, many decades. But, um, you know, I've ridden the wave really from kind of the Google Cardboard, Oculus Go onwards, Oculus Quest. That's been my personal journey. Um, so please let me know in the chat if you know you've had experience with any of those headsets, what you think, and we'll come to the questions and points as we go out go throughout this session. Listen, I do have slides for you, um, but they're really just to contextualize some of the things I want to uh, maybe talk about. And really food for thought as well for the hopefully what will be a dialogue. So I'm going to share my screen. Uh, uh, here we go. Just a couple of little things. I've already said who I am. Um, and, you know, look, I think this is the real key thing is what are the problems that teachers and students face in education? Because it's the number of times that I've gone into a school, um, mostly in southern Italy, which is where I lived up until very recently for the last 10 years, the number of times I've gone into a school and people seem, um, people as in like uh, students naturally but teachers in particular um very very interested in the technology and very almost in a scary way kind of enthusiastically trying to think how can we you know 
how can we kind of offer these to our students without really kind of asking me a lot of the times uh, or showing me that they're reflecting on what the problems might even be in the classroom. I know they know what the problems are, you know, in terms of maybe understaffing, you know, teachers, they go home to their own families and busy lives and cats and dogs that need to be fed. And so, you know, life is, is busy for everybody. But I think sometimes, you know, when we talk about technology and where it can fit into the educational you know, um, kind of sphere is, you know, you need to go back to basics and really think what are the problems, what, uh, you know, does technology really have a place in what we're trying to do? So for me, the problem was, of course, teaching a foreign language, English. Uh, when I say that, obviously, it's not a foreign language for me. That's, the, you know, a foreign language for the students. Um, uh, the, the problem is really not having opportunity to travel to a foreign country like the UK or Australia, uh, Ireland um, and other countries around the world that, you know, they might be able to absorb some of that language in a more contextual kind of real way, as opposed to simply YouTube videos. So, you know, that was one of the big problems for me personally. That's where I saw VR fitting into it as a potential solution. So I promise you, and I say this right now in the first 10 minutes of this session, you know, I'm not wedded or married to the idea of you know, VR as being like the ultimate, you know, goal for everybody in every sphere of life. At the end of the day, like I always say, and sorry if you've had this, you know, me say this before, but if you give me a tennis racket and a packet of Pringles and, you know, say this is going to help you teach a, a subject better than the VR headset, I'll put the VR headset, you know, in the cupboard or under the bed. I'm not that bothered, really. I just see it at the moment as the best possible way to teach many, many subjects and within you know my area of expertise languages in particular and we'll get into the kind of nuts and bolts of more specifically what that even means but um on a basic level problems you know you can't get your students traveling physically to foreign countries to learn a foreign language so why not use vr to maybe solve that problem and get them a step closer um and you know there are obviously more general problems as well because i appreciate not many people or maybe nobody in the house today is actually you know a languages teacher so lack of time communication lack of understanding you know these are some of the problems um could be like for example uh you know, communication about maybe how certain theories or uh, topics are taught maybe even you know is the paradigm of teacher standing at front of class in front of 30 poor souls is that paradigm even you know questioned in your institution where you are is it even questioned in your own mind when you go home from work um you know, these are the things that really get me out of bed in the morning. I don't really know 100% if what I'm doing is, um, you know, going to be what I'll be doing in 10 years, but I can see it solves some problems. So that's the angle that I come at all of this from, okay? So if you go onto my website, goldlotus.co, that's goldlotus.co, or uh, the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash VR English Lessons, I'll put the links in the chat in a moment. Um, you will see basically the spewing if you... Uh, forgive the terminology the spewing of my brain it's basically a commentary as the years go on of what could work and what might not work within vr um and you you know look you're seeing a Devela. i don't know if they sell Devela in your countries wherever you are in the world but it's a classic brand of italian passata or tomato sauce here in italy and you know the 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 the, the classic thing you know you give homework to little johnny or little sarah or whoever they come in on a monday morning it's covered in, you know sunday dinner um you know screwed up in their bag and you know these are the types of things we're battling with um vr might be able to solve some of those problems in terms of maybe centralizing potentially you know certain ways people do homework even you know digitally centralizing instead of handing in a piece of paper is it going to be something where for example you know a student either on their desktop if they don't have a vr headset like most people don't or in a vr headset or maybe even on their phones because engage a platform that we're going to talk about later works also on your mobile device if you didn't know um you know is it something where they just leave you know a comment about something in the virtual space that they've seen and you just watch back the recording of the comment so you know, I think there's real opportunity here to kind of um, take, the, take the whole kind of learning experience and, and way we deliver an education to the, to the next level. But maybe we'll come on to that later on. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. You know, life isn't easy. Um, you know, personally, I've put uh, these pictures here, basically reflect my personal journey. I won't go into this, but 
um, long story short, you know, I've, I've lived the world of a startup. Uh, that's the uh, Soviet Union flag there when I tried to get someone to build me a website in the days before Wix. And I asked for Russian translations and they put the Soviet Union flag on there. And this is like in 2003, you know, long long after the Iron Curtain fell. You know, um, I've been the teacher in France uh, wearing the hat where students don't want to learn in a physical bricks and mortar school. They want to do play tennis in the summer camp in the afternoons, they don't want to be studying English with Michael. And I don't blame them. I'd rather play tennis myself. And then you've got the learner as well, you know, in a school is some flapjacks there because, uh, of course, we've all been students. And I remember once uh, burning some food in a cookery class at school uh, in the UK many, many moons ago. And I got absolutely, you know, kind of uh, torn to bits by the teacher verbally for what I did. And, you know, just because I simply didn't know how to cook damn biscuits um so you know i think we've all trodden different paths and i think um you know if we can kind of involve all stakeholders at all levels researchers academia startups parents students you know everybody at all these different levels of we approach this you know big chapter of immersive education i think we'll be better for it when we look back in the future we've got a hand raised from vivian welcome you have something to say no, I just put, you said, to, you put something, in the, if we have a question, put it in the chat. I just sure. That, the link oh, right. that you mentioned, you mentioned the YouTube link and then uh, something, your website. Did you put that in chat, please, if you don't mind? Absolutely. I'll do that right now. Thanks, Vivian. Sorry, I missed your, your message there. Let's do that right now. YouTube.com. Whoops. YouTube.com slash VR English lessons. You can take a look at that maybe when we are talking. <laughs> Um, and goldlotus.co is the website. I can't type today. Sorry, hang on. I just couldn't afford the domain name. I studied uh, foreign language at university, German, big dictionary. We moved on to the headsets. I've told you all of that. But let's get into the you know the crux of it, the, the, the juicy stuff, and maybe give you some inspiration about how you might be able to use this technology um, and what it even means. Engage, Rumi and Allspace, these are three virtual reality collaboration platforms that you can meet in real time with people anywhere in the world. You can create, or Chris Kirby wants to come in. Um, uh, you can meet with people anywhere in the world. You create an avatar. You can access these platforms on 2D devices, uh, you know, your computers, your laptops, but also on your VR headset if you have one. And as I mentioned before, Engage has um, a smartphone app as well you can download. Rumi is something I've actually moved away from a bit more recently uh, for no particular reason other than I'll just focus for some reason more attention on engaging alt space. Um, Rumi does not class itself as a social VR platform, so it's not really a place to go and meet, let's say, a kind of a, a flow of people that might be passing through the platform. Alt space, however, is that. Um, you can set up an event on Allspace. Let's keep it to education. You know, if you're teaching maths or something, you can go on to Allspace, register. You create an event where you want to, I don't know, even just uh, talk a little bit with people about uh, mathematical topics, if that's what floats your boat. And, um, and they can see that event published. And that can be private. It can be public. It's a really great way to kind of have a shop window to, uh, uh, let's say, um, cut your teeth, refine your skills in an environment where you will get people popping their heads in and it will put your teaching skills to the test in the virtual environments. Okay, so I don't doubt any teachers listening to me now, your skills in the physical realm. I'm sure you're great. Um, it's a whole different ball game when you, when you plonk yourself in a virtual world. Um, um, I'll share some stories with you about that soon because... Um, it's an interesting ride, let's just say that. If you have any questions, please leave a message in the chat. Um, I'm going to share a little video with you now about uh, Mozilla Hubs, which is another platform. And before I do that, I know that this webinar, and um, you know, I, I just take a moment to breathe and just reflect, because this webinar is, of course, organised by Victory XR, um, which collaborates with Engage which is a platform owned by Immersive VR Education in Cleboard Business Park in Republic of Ireland. So if I haven't confused you yet, don't worry, we can put all these links in the uh, chat soon. But um, uh, Engage is a platform that I've got most experience on. Um, I like it for many reasons. 
there are other things that I prefer other platforms for. And that's, you know, everybody is free to do this. Uh, you know, um, I'm not here to plug anybody. Um, at the end of the day, uh, Victory XR are doing some wonderful things and they've built up a wonderful library of content. We're going to get into that as well a bit later as well about actually the assets that you could use to convey certain topics in a virtual environment because, um, well, I won't talk about that in a moment because I'm interested to get your thoughts, but um, this is Mozilla Hubs. The reason I'm talking about this is because it's um, web-based. So in other words, you don't need to download any platforms to experiment this platform that we're about to see right now. Um, it's just a link. So you go to, if you Google Mozilla Hubs, I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll try and multitask here. Uh, can you do it as you can, Mozilla Hubs. Go and check that out. Um, it allows you to create virtual spaces in, hang on a minute, he's clicking all kinds of buttons. Uh, you create a virtual space. You can then publish it to the web with just a link. So you share that link to your friends, family, students, or colleagues, and they can access it on any device pretty much and if they've got a vr headset they can fully immerse themselves in in that virtual space so it's really great you can interact in real time with these people and uh, just to give you a quick flavor of what that might look like we're going to press play oh hang on a minute uh i'll share the video uh, sorry share the audio share sound so i'm i was in italy the students were in norway were meeting in real time so here we are in Mozilla Hubs. This is a browser-based VR meeting space. And I'm here in Italy uh, with some students. I'll pause that. I apologize. I personally can't hear the audio there. If you can't, don't worry. You, you get the general idea. It's effectively in Norway. You can see I'm using the pen feature here um, in Mozilla uh, Hubs. And it's just a good way to focus I attention on the spelling of words. And of course, this is Stonehenge that we are many, many standing at taken right now. Of Stonehenge, um, we move on in uh, the video England, to seeing some more history and key facts coming facts out from this history. We've got a question that's arrived. Let's take a look at that. We can hear the audio, she says. So I apologize for talking over the audio, but um, you, you get the idea anyway. You've got a tool there, which is a pen. And um, if I give you, you know, you try teaching something in a bricks and mortar classroom without a pen, yeah, it's a particular language. It's often an underestimated to spell words, or if you're in maths teacher, you need to show mathematical equations, I imagine. Um, and it's no different in VR. And it's one of the things, this is, I think, oh, for the first feedback I'd give to you, and again, please write your comments to what I'm about to say in the chat if you're interested or raise your hand. But, um, you know, to the, the focus in my experience, when you're in these virtual environments, is very much on the spoken form of communication or listening. Um, the... The written is can only be achieved, obviously, with a pen, and we've got the pen there. Maybe typing on post-it notes. So some platforms like Engage allow you to type something on a post-it note and kind of show people that. Um, but it's very cumbersome. It's very typing is very you know it's a long process in like VR because you're trying to you know you've got the keyboard you're clicking all types of uh, letters. The pen is a fundamental tool. So it's something personally that uh, you know I find is is really really important for teaching a foreign language, um, and and I tell you it has a, another important reason um, why that's an important tool is because you can break people up into groups and you can get okay you guys go over there you lot go over there and we'll reconvene back here in two minutes and you can just get them annotating even the space around them. So you really get them exploring the space. You can get them working, you know, in a more kinesthetic kind of physical way, uh, annotating stuff, circling things. You can even give them a task before. And I'm sorry to focus a bit on languages here, but you could say, look, we're learning about colors, circle colors that, you know, you don't know how to express or circle, I don't know, particular verbs of moving things or something like that. So the pen is often underestimated, but, uh, you know, it's a real, it can be a real friend to you in these virtual environments. Um, however, people might be saying, yes, but maybe we should move away from the pen and maybe you could just use your finger, you know, why stay with what works in the physical world in the virtual world? So, you know, maybe we're going to evolve in the end just using your index finger and you just magically count, you know, uh, draw in the sky, why not? But fact is a writing instrument is probably very useful. That's Mozilla Hubs. This is another platform. This is Engage. 
We've got a message coming here, so we're going to address that soon. And this is the platform that we're talking about with Victory XR, okay? Which, and this isn't a plug, this is the truth, because I'll say the truth, nobody's, you know, um, I think this is the most robust uh, VR collaboration platform I've used over the years. Uh, okay, how many of it I used? Probably a handful of seven or eight in total. There are many, many more than those. So I appreciate, you know, I'm not giving you a kind of, an, uh, you know, my summary of like, you know, scores and scores of platforms here. But in my experience from what I've used, it's, it's got a number of really key features that were used in the um, program that I delivered with Victory XR about public speaking in uh, in a multicultural world. And, um, and we're going to look at some of those features in just a moment. But let me open up the chat. Love the pen. Thanks, Janine. Hopefully I'll pronounce your name correctly there. Miss Leary, um, pen's great, pen's great. Um, and I'll tell you what, you give someone a pen in VR, they just start writing everywhere. It's just a magical thing that happens in VR. Um, this is Engage, let's take a look at this. You can hear the audio, so I'm gonna be quiet for about 60 seconds, take a look at this. You're now going to start saying about the um, Brazilian man who possibly invented the planes. So watch that part, and I'll okay. ask you a question. Did, did you know Brazilians think it was a Brazilian who invented the airplane? Oh, he's, 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 he's called Santos Dumont. Brazilians okay. If we say, what do you what Brazilians do you think about Santos what you said Dumont, there, Nate? They say the Brazilian says, and that's wrong. It is. You're right. What is the correct thing to say? Interesting. You're in the right direction. Okay. okay. I didn't hear that, but I think you got the idea. Uh, Engage has a great tool, which is the spatial audio, uh, spatial recording function. If I uh, titled that correctly the fact is it can take a uh, a recording of uh, i i'm not sure all attendees certainly for most level of plans they offer like i could record i think up to 20 people in the virtual space including myself so we were watching back what this guy nay in brazil was talking about let's let daniel conway and he's arrived there we go um and uh i tell you for like levels Hang on a minute, we'll let, we'll let him connect to the audio because he's got to hear this old Daniel, he's, he's just come in the door. Hi Daniel, welcome. We're talking a little bit about the Engage platform. Oh God, there. there's Eric Mason's coming as well. Eric, Daniel, welcome. They've just come in the door and um, we're talking about Engage, which is a platform if you're not familiar with, go and check them out. I'm going to write it in the chat, E-N-G-A, oh, come on Michael, E-N-G-A. Uh, it's by a company called Immersive VR Education. They partner with Victory XR, who kindly put on this webinar. And thank you, Erica, for organising that and Ty for your support alongside her. Um, but uh, check out Engage, because one of the key features that we've just seen in this video is that you can watch back a recording of what you just did in virtual reality. You can start stop the recording as many times as you like. And it's a really great way to take students on what we would call an education, uh, you know, it was told to me, uh, the voyage of discovery. You know, you not telling them, no, one plus one doesn't equal three. Uh, let them listen to why they justified or how they calculated one plus one equals three and then get them to tell you it means two, one plus one, I think. So, um, you know, that's the key point. It's, it's an opportunity for you to um, avoid the friction of justifiably so asking parents and school leaders for permissions, you know, can I record your students who are 14, 15 years old in a classroom is a little bit of, um, you know, sticky ground in terms of, uh, legal aspects and justifiably so you're going to have to ask parents permission etc etc um, however uh, asking 
And I would still recommend that you would want to at least, you know, uh, share what you're doing on such a program uh, with the parents. But if you said to them, listen, we want to do a, like a recording of your students' avatars in this virtual environment, you can give them a quick flavor with some images of what it might look like. They might, you might get more buy-in as well from the students, uh, parents as well, and the schools as well, in terms of, you know, like them feeling a bit more at ease rather than their real faces. So as I said, this webinar is coming at it from different angles. I've tried to start that thing. And um, the reason I'm in Milan is because I took up a full-time job at a university to help pay the bills. So um, <laughs> you decide if it went well or not, but I've had the startup hat, I've had the teacher hat, um, I've had the, the student hat, the language student hat, and I've also dipped my toe into the world of um, academic research as well. And um, we'll get onto that a little bit later. Uh, so a bit of a jack of all trades, and there's no shame in that um, from me. Um, maybe you see shame in it, but um, I, I want to make that clear to you. I, I'm not an expert really in anything. I've just built up a good number of years teaching and trying to craft, you know, VR teaching in, in these environments. And so I've got a few stories to tell. Uh, but much of what I say about my personal experiences or almost everything is not backed up by any science. I will underline that as well, because I do think it's important for us to, you know, consider and understand what is the research base telling us about what works and doesn't work in education before we start fanfaring about it. So um, if someone thinks I'm, uh, you know, eulogizing or celebrating a bit too much about this technology, don't worry. I'm going to give you some bad news a bit later on. Um, I'm not seeing your chat messages, says Denise. Well, you know why? Because I think I've been sending it just to Victory XR. Silly me. So I'm just going to. I haven't. If I could. Seen, I haven't seen the link. You said you said the. I heard you typing the link to the. Yeah. I didn't get anything, but I thought maybe something was wrong with my computer. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. Um, as they say. Um, can I ask a favour from Erica? If you could just copy and paste the uh, stuff I've been putting in the chat there, just to save me some energy, so that yes. everybody can let see me, what. Let me appreciate see if I can that. See it. Um, I don't see it either but let me see oh here we go all right xr let me see Good. god you're all so polite it took half an hour for this to come out um yeah i'm not i'm not seeing the the, the no link, what, but, if i but just send them no if you want to send them again i'll put them in yeah, so you should be seeing them now. Give me a yes if you can. Immersive yes. VR education. Okay, yep. good. There's my website. We've got youtube.com slash VR English lessons where you can see uh, just over 130 so or something videos of me uh, prancing around the metaverse, um, which sounds odd, but it is purely for educational purposes. So there's, there's some resources for you to take a look at. Oh, yeah. And the other one was Mozilla Hubs, which is a platform which allows you to access VR spaces just through a web browser with no downloads, which is another thing to, you know, uh, explain to the parents when you're saying, you know, like, listen, we might want to try this in the classroom. There's no downloads required. It's a link. So you might get a bit more buy in from them as well. Welcome, Monica. How many people have got in the house? We've got 16 people, including me, Erica, and Ty. Um, who knows if we'll get to 20? Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, so that's Engage. So features, we, platforms, hubs, and Engage. We've seen two of those kind of different, you know, categories. Web-based, uh, you know, links, WebXR, and, you know, platform-based. We've seen features. We've got pens. We've got... Um, recordings of your avatars you know i'm a teacher love that uh, i know the students found it very helpful do you think it's a good idea right yes or no in the chat and if you say no i'm going to be coming to you and asking you why um the dimensions of global competence let's move away maybe from the platforms for a second and you know just reflect a little bit on um you know maybe the, the bigger the bigger questions here, uh, we're not just potentially using this technology to teach a subject or a topic or something. We're, we're here, you know, we, we've got real opportunity, I guess, to squeeze much more value out of it and try to connect people in real time. As we said with those platforms I just mentioned, you know, like we are now on Zoom, 
but why not use the technology to get students, I don't know, in wherever you are in the world. Let's ask Vivian. Vivian, where are you in the world? I'm at Morehouse College. Morehouse College? Yes. Wow, you guys are the experts. You should be talking, not me. Um, well, we're just getting started. Well, I'm just getting started. They told me to start. I was sent an uh, email to look at this presentation, to sign up for this webinar. So I'm just, it's my first webinar. Okay. Is it, is it going well so far? Say yes. I don't know. I, I just got into it. <laughs> I just signed up to be a one, uh, one of the teachers to do it. I'm in foreign, I teach French. And so okay. I'm trying to see, because they're going to give us a series of lessons on how to manipulate and everything. So I'm getting mm. used to it. I'm a novice. Yeah. Just started. Okay. Well, this time in a couple of months, um, I don't work for Victory XR, but I'm inviting you to do a webinar with Victory XR. Let's hope yeah. we can get that over the finish line. Look at that. Thanks for subscribing to the channel, um, Janine, and hopefully I'm not getting your name wrong, otherwise you're going to unsubscribe. Um, but I appreciate that. Look, they, they're all trickling in now. What a great, great day this is. So, look, we're not just teaching subjects. We're not just teaching topics. We're also potentially thinking about cutting a lot, lot more deeper um as i said to you before you know i'm not married to the technology i just see it as the uh you know the go-to tool at the moment for achieving certain learning goals or teaching goals or both um who knows you know where this train will take us um but i'd like to think that on the journey if we could connect students even teachers you know professional development who knows, maybe get the parents involved, get them in on an afternoon, you know, when it's a, a quiet afternoon. I don't know what you do, you know, parent-teacher evenings. Stick a headset on their on their face and, uh, you know, get their impressions. It's all a big conversation. So, um, you know, everyone's involved. And it's just a, a little graphic, I guess, that, um, you know, helps us focus on, you know, I guess the um, interpersonal nature of VR and what it can offer you because that's really where the value is for me. It's about connecting people. And um, the course I delivered, which was five weeks long with Victory XR, and it's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here now babbling away at you all is, um, you know, it, it was an opportunity for us to not just use the wonderful library of content that Victory XR has built out. And I, and I mean that, right? They've got a monstrous collection of 3D objects for you to... Um, use in your teaching and if vivian teaches french she knows all about you know the, the 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 magic that can happen if you take in a french coin well it, unfortunately i don't have francs these days do they in france it's the euro but if you walk into a french class with i don't know some like a, new, a french newspaper and maybe a, a one euro coin of the french country on the back and something else it's a real tangible you know connection to the country and it, a real stimulus for conversation and exploration in the subject as opposed to books but can you imagine in vr having any 3d object you want to bring at any time and that's what victory xr allows you to do engage has got a pretty decent library um and um you know dare i say I think Victory XRs is better. So congratulations on that. It's humongous. Um, so there we go. Uh, there's a great book that I'd recommend to people. You can see the title down here. It's by uh, Professor Rose Luckin, who's at University College London. And um, this is what we're talking about. You know, it's not just about virtual reality. It just opens up the conversation to whole other realms, like you know, artificial intelligence in particular, and also you know, the nature of human interaction, the nature of um, computer human interaction, like uh the, the social element i think is really something we need to run with and, and she is very interestingly highlighted in that book by professor rose luckin machine learning and human intelligence let's quickly copy that um it's a very accessible book in a sense although is she although she's uh, very well respected in the field of ai it's really down to earth language so go and check that book out welcome eric mason from msu denver in the house well done and thankfully i'm pronouncing janine's name correctly uh we've got denise saying she's at jarvis christian university hawkins texas so it's lunchtime for you dinner time for me don't worry we've got 25 minutes left you can run to make your food using vr this summer with upward bound program in science class so we've heard a little bit about vivian with french at morehouse college 
Denise, are you willing to share a little bit with us about what you're going to be doing this summer with your science classes? Uh, it's going to be very interesting because our science teacher is not going to be with us. So okay. now I have to figure out how we're going to use these devices. We bought about 50 VR headsets. Mm. And I know we're going to have a software. So that's why I'm here trying to learn how we're going to use it. Um, and then we may even do some other things, play games and things of that nature. Because we have them for a summer residential for six weeks. And they okay. have classes every day, Monday through Thursday. So we've got a lot of activities. And so we want to put these to use. Yeah. Wow. Good luck with that. And, you know, it's, it's the big old question, you know, what are we going to do? Um, it's, it's, believe it or not, the easy thing is building a VR space, you know, on a platform, you know, like, engage or wherever uh, that's the easy thing the real difficulty is like okay now what do we do when everybody's in there um and i've i've had a very easy life in a sense using this technology because i've i've never had no i've never had to del i've delivered many programs using the technology okay vr in a language learning context but i've never had to do it within the framework of a let's say a public school an exam body where it's where they're going to be tested robustly the students at the end of the program at the end of the year and those grades count for that year and a year after maybe like so i've had a great luxury and i you know i'm completely transparent about that um uh it's the real question is you know from wow to how how do you get these people from the wow factor okay this is great but how do you get them passing exams how do you keep the school boards happy how do you keep the parents happy that is really, I don't have the answers to that, but what I can say is really understand the technology in terms of the, the platforms. What tools do they have? Do you have your pen? Do you have your 3D objects? Because I can assure you, if you don't have any 3D objects at your disposal, you are effectively just making use of the environment around you, which isn't a bad thing, you know, it's great, but you might find limitations in terms of maybe how you want to convey particular concepts or messages. For example, in science, I know VictoryXR have got a wonderful database of 3D models related to biology in the body um, and actually i used that in the public speaking course to kind of deconstruct the you know the anatomy of conversations with regards to ears the eyes the mouth the heart the stomach what do you feel when you communicate so you know if you think outside the, the box a little bit you can use even scientific 3d models for many other subjects so that's what I think what VR allows you to do is, is really try to um, look at things conceptually in a slightly different angle rather than being confined to the 2D textbook, which has a place. I'm not saying we shouldn't use it, but, you know. Um, all right, let's yeah, crack on. So yeah. we focus on um, tutoring and helping students that are in subjects that they're struggling with. How do you, when you have students at so many different levels, because we have high school students 9 through 12. And that's the, and we have to separate them. We have to have different um, objectives for each level. Have you seen that or worked with that before? Yeah, that's um, that's a great question and a horrible question to answer because it's it's really difficult. You know, the, the question was if I understood correctly and jump it if I did, but how, you know, the the question of different levels. How do you teach different levels of students? Um, so. Look, I can talk about my own personal experience, okay, only, uh, and I can maybe suggest things for other subjects. When I'm teaching a foreign language, I know who's going to be in that classroom first, so I've got that luxury. And I guess most of you already know who's going to be in your classroom anyway, whether it be virtual or physical. Um, so I've never personally found that many times when there's a real diversity in levels uh, of a particular understanding of a subject, However, I will say that in Altspace, for example, one of the other platforms I mentioned, that, and they, I'll give you the website, don't worry, it's coming, altvr.com. Um, on that platform where I said about this passing you know, traffic of people, you get everybody turn up there with all different types of levels of language. And that can be a challenge. I think um, it, it comes down to the ingenuity of the teacher. Uh, I think that's really, um, it's how well a teacher can manage that um, from a language perspective. 
it's just about being aware, I guess, of the different levels and trying to involve people and maybe speed up to not bore the advanced people, but also slow down at times. This understanding dynamic of what you're teaching. I think it's not really related to technology. It's probably the answer is related to, you know, the teacher themselves. Um, but uh, this other platform here is Rumi. Um, Doghead Simulations. I'll say that again. You heard me right. It's called, the company's called Doghead Simulations in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I like this platform because of its simplicity. And, you know, th there's a lot of research to say that um, the Daniel Conway has subscribed to you on YouTube. Daniel, I love you as much as Janine. Um, we've, um, the sim uh, some of the research out there says that uh, exposing people in virtual reality to, let's say, very realistic scenes, like, uh, let's say, hyper-realistic, like, the more real it seems and the more things going on is actually can be quite detrimental to the learning because of the cognitive load. So you're actually, like, overburdening the brain with too much stuff going on. And there was an interesting research as well done, I think it was... I don't know if it's published or not, but out of Carnegie Mellon University, um, Cassandra Eng is her name. I'll try and dig up the link somewhere because I'm talking off the top of my head. <laughs> um, Cassandra Eng, Carnegie Mellon University. Check her work out. She's doing some interest. Carnegie Mellon, I think is that how you spell it? Um, anyway, that's how you spell her name. And uh, she did some interesting research where she basically created this uh, she had this um, VR book, like VR storytelling experience. And then she took out for very young learners, like we're talking two or three years old, I think. And then she took out some of the stimulus in the book. And the, the learners actually learned more of a language because they were focusing more on the concepts that the, uh, of the language as opposed to being, let's say, um, uh, romanced by, by the, the wonderful graphics and things. So... Despite us going in a direction, and particularly with like Unreal Engine, maybe you've heard of Unity and Unreal Engine, you know, these kind of engines to create virtual spaces and experiencing games and stuff. Unreal Engine has got some unbelievable levels of like complexity and like a hyper-realistic environments and stuff. But um, it's not to say that it's actually good for the learning experience. So as I'm going to show you here in this video, and I'll be quiet for 30 seconds, you can just see how simple it is. Oh, yeah. Bring okay. it up. Nice. Oh, there. Oh. Oh. So let's I'm jump in. on the tube. Let's go. <laughs> so hold on tight, everybody, because it's moving quite fast. What do you think is the advantage of a tube versus a bus? Okay. So it's a. It's basically like a, nothing in it in the virtual space which isn't a problem because I just brought in 3D mod model of a tube train and a 3D model of some barriers, you know, to get onto the tube or the underground system, whatever you want to call it. And that was it. Um, so don't worry if even you build your own VR experiences or, you know, uh, content, it doesn't need to be, you know, complex. It doesn't, as long as it hits that learning goal, you've, you know, you've done what's required. So don't let anybody put you down that you can't build, you know, amazing quality stuff. Just, you know, sticking in a 3D mod model in some, you know, in a, a virtual reality field or beach can get you a long, long way. Um, bit of research if you do think about uh, from a million years ago, but it, it, it just caught my eye not so long ago. You know, the products of ethnography, the study of culture is less important than the process of observing, participating, describing, analyzing, interpreting. That's, you know, these verbs here are really what encapsulate the spirit of VR, in my opinion. If you disagree, please scream, shout, or write a dirty word in the chat and we can come to you and listen and understand why. Um, you know, it's all about participation. It's all about describing, analyzing. And maybe that's where we're going with VR. You know, like maybe we don't need to have these robust testing. Maybe we don't need to monitor, you know, like the, the gaze where they're looking at, for example, particular times. Um, 
and maybe it's just enough to stimulate conversation, if particularly with language um, learning, or maybe just uh, immerse them in these numbers that are flying around them, you know, could be about algebra or some kind of theorem in mathematics, something that's going to stimulate the interest that maybe you can just take back, maybe it's a 15 minute experience, you just go back to the classroom, take off the headset, you know, jump back into the book, but having that, you know, versatility with the technology in line with the tools that you're required to use as part of your day job, maybe in a school or university, I think that's where the real magic happens. It's not about replacing everything. It's about, you know, uh, weaving it into a way that is, um, you know, adding value to the learning experience as a whole, because I don't have problems with textbooks, I promise you. Um, if you have any questions, please stop me. We've got about 15 minutes left. Um, don't be shy. Keep the subscriptions coming in. Um, and uh, yeah, we're back in Rumi. I decided to embark on a very tumultuous and treacherous journey in the world of academic research. Don't ask me why. Um, it might have been the Italian red wine after all these years of being here, but um, it's, I respect anybody that's published because it is, it, it's a whole world of pain, in, especially when you consider VR. Um, I got to the point where with Dr. Andrea Reves, a Hungarian lady, but she's very well known in the world of task-based language teaching, that's TBLT, um, professor in London, University College London's Institute of Education. We basically plan most of the research study to get students giving virtual guided tours on a virtual platform, Rumi in this case, to um, teach a language. So it was providing students a contextual way of learning and teaching a language because we know from the research that you know scaffolding or structuring language learning in phases like a pre-task where they absorb what native speakers would say and then a task where they would then actively use that language and hopefully using the language they absorbed in the previous phase we know that that's you know a pretty kind of um effective way of uh, of structuring a language learning experience but the point of this is not uh, to say about the research, which I'm still trying to get over the finish line because we're trying to find some schools to get involved uh, because COVID obviously put a big spanner in that works. But um, the, the point is um, more feedback for you, uh, from again, from my personal experience. I think um, try to reach out to people in your local community, whether it be online or, you know, physically, geographically, that uh, understand research that are maybe universities, they're studying, they... And they, 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 they approach things from a very different angle because it's very easy, as I did, to get, you know, you, you get very easily swept up in, let's say, the razzmatazz of the technology. But I don't see a lot of people uh, necessarily trying to understand, uh, you know, what actually really does work in their fields scientifically and on an evidence-based level and then where you could maybe build and exploit those areas because that's where again you might be able to find value and real, real value to offer to your students um so uh, yeah we're doing this research and um we might have found a school in greece to help us to, to do this but um i'll keep you updated in the next 10 years if i manage to succeed uh we've seen that video can i promote something apart because i haven't promoted my youtube channel and i haven't promoted my website and um, so i'm also going to promote this um drop the controllers forget them you now with some of the vr technology can use your hands okay and this is the concept it's more of an experimentation with me um it launched on kickstarter and it raised approximately 50 euros which if that's alien to you is about 45 us dollars um, so, you know, it's better than nothing, but um, we could have done better and we didn't hit our target. Our target was not $45. <laughs> um, so this is being recorded. This is going being burnt, burnt in history. But um, I'll just give you a quick taste of what this app's like, because, again, it's going to be maybe food for thought as to where you might want to, um, you know, deploy VR potentially in your subject area. Who knows? So let's take a look at this.
I'm just using the hands, the front, the cameras on the front of the VR headset are sensing where my hands are. I'm just categorizing verbs here. So Vivian teaches French. You could be doing verbs like, I don't know, um, I can't even remember any, any French, to be honest. But anyway, you could be classifying your I, I, R, E, R and R, E verbs or whatever they are in French. You could be teaching maths. I don't know, is, you know, categorizing different theorems or, you know, is this answer correct? One plus one is three. No, put that in the in the red bubble because that's wrong. Um, the technology's out there and um, I'm still on the hunt for a co-technical co-founder to help me continue building this out. So if there's anybody that understands Unity, please get in touch uh, because this is evolving, this project, and I want you to come on board. Um, so there we go. I'll stop plugging that. Um, has anybody tried hand tracking before in a VR? If you have, leave a comment, unmute yourself or raise your hand. And we'll come to you and listen to what you used. I'm just going to pepper you now with a few more things. Um, actually, this is very focused on language learning. So I'm, I'm not even going to touch that because most of you aren't. But the point is, look at the research, understand what works in the physical world, what doesn't work in the physical world, because you might be able to translate some of that stuff into the virtual world as well. So that's going to give you some, you know, some constructive things to consider as well uh accessibility let's talk a little bit about accessibility i told you about mozilla hubs before i used that in a program with a school in italy uh, a year and a half ago where for six or seven months with different cohorts first question was how can we attract more students uh, sorry more tourists to your region in southern italy i mean basically southern italy is you know its whole economy is effectively tourism um and you know museums infrastructure better signposting like loads of ideas came out and then the next thing was, well, okay, you're now going to go into Mozilla Hubs and build out your 3D virtual world to attract more tourists to your region. And I tell you what, it was a wonderful experience because we had people building stuff to promote food culture, giving like information on, um, you know, cultural heritage and the evolution of different food and things like that and cakes um we connected it to un sustainable development goals as well to just kind of again try to cut deeper like i said to you before um uh, the element of getting students to create their own content was wonderful um and i will say that even if platforms like engage and alt space don't have let's say an engine like uh, like you can see here, this back end of Mozilla Hubs allows you to bring in 3D objects, you can build whatever you want. Um, although Engage in Allspace and other platforms, like for example, don't maybe offer you that functionality, you can still do it because, you know, in a different way, you just bring in some 3D models on the other platform, you can build out a little experience. So, you know, just reflect on that. Um, as I said before, it's all about the ingenuity of each individual teacher. I'm going to finish up anytime soon. But uh, one of the things that came out of this is this castle at the bottom, which is an octagonal castle in southern Italy. The, the young uh, young student couldn't find the castle on the 3D model website. So what did he do? He built it himself. And it was absolutely wonderful to see. Um, and I'm, I think I'm almost done. But I'll finish with this story. Uh, as if you hadn't heard enough stories already. Um, the, I used to work with someone in France and uh, he used to work for a charity in um, Ghana in uh, Africa. And um, he said to me once this interesting story about how they were tasked to build a school or a library. I can't remember what, but a building basically in a village. And they had some more budget and more time left over. And what they decided to do as a surprise to the village was to gift them a water well. This isn't a, a, the photo of that exact water well, but they basically decided to give them like easier access to water in their village. And they unveiled it at the same day as they unveiled the school. And there was an uproar of mostly the women in the village that were saying, no, you know, like they, they were not happy with this. The reason was actually a question for you. Why would they not have been happy that uh, the charity had built a water well in their village? Any ideas? Wouldn't it take their jobs away? In some countries, Ooh. the job of the women was to go and find water and carry it. And it uses a long way away from the village. That's just a guess. I don't know. You are 
you're stealing the show now, Vivian. You've you've hit the nail on the head. That's that's pretty much the answer. It was that um, in the two or three hours one way journey that it took the villagers, the the the, the, the females with the children. They take the young kids on the long old journey to get the water and back again. It was in those two or three hours, like one way and three hours back, that they would educate their children. It was the moments where they had time away from the village elders um, to educate them, to share stories about the past, to, to you know, to, to help them in other aspects of their life. So uh, it, I think it's a great example. It's always stuck with me when building, you know, virtual experiences is... Uh, I'm not saying ask everybody and every stakeholder first about, you know, every step, is this what you want? Is this good? But certainly involving them in the conversation, even when you think, like in the case of the water well, that you're doing something good or beneficial, academically speaking, or beneficial in terms of student engagement, just always consider the people that you're involving and building these environments for and, you know, want to teach uh, um, the people you want to teach to. Um, everybody should have a voice and sometimes it can be let's say misplaced time and energy investment and maybe money investment in doing stuff for example buying 30 headsets for a classroom when you don't know what to do with two headsets you know something that calm down michael we've got two minutes you're doing so well um it irritates me i'll be honest when schools want to buy like 30 60 headsets and it's you know, have you really in a laser focused way understood how, how it's going to work with, you know, five students? Because there's nothing even wrong breaking 10 students into, uh, sorry, like a group of 10 students into, you know, five headsets. And one of them on the headset explains what they can see in the headset to the other person. I mean, with creativity, with one set, with 30 people, you could probably do some pretty decent things. So that's the point. It was just a story that remained with me and I wanted to share with you because um, maybe it's interesting for you. Um, I do want to finish off with uh, um, not another plug of uh, what I'm getting involved with, but um, Victory XR, in addition to the wonderful things that they've been, um, that I mentioned before about the assets and you know various courses as well. So check out the Victory XR website and um, Eric or Ty, if you could put the link in the chat, would be appreciative. Um, uh, they've also got a micro certification course, which I think I'd like Erica to step in now because it was something that I found about very recently. And I'm hoping that, you know, you can get me involved in this because these micro certification courses could be uh, some real good currency for people who want to build out their experience in VR uh, from an educational standpoint. So Erica, what's that about? Sure. Yeah. So we decided to develop a micro certification course for teachers who want to teach in virtual reality. And you don't actually have to be a subscriber to our service. Um, we do have um, various different things you can do as far as if you, you know, want to become a part of our academy um, for one year, um, uh, the micro certification course will be uh, included in that, or you can just do the micro certification course on its own. And it will basically um, train any teacher at any level. Um, we're gonna gear it to whatever level the teacher is obviously teaching. Um, it's gonna show you um, best practices and ways that you can um, you know, get, a, get a certificate and be able to then um, start exploring how to, how to teach classes in, in any of these environments that Michael has described today, whatever platform you want to teach in, whatever headset you want to use, because there's obviously various different kinds. Um, you know, we can always recommend which kind we feel are um, the best because we work, um, Victory XR literally works with every single um, company uh, headset there, there is. And we also um, work with some pretty big partners. Um, you've probably heard about our partner with Meta. We created, um, the world's first metaversities, um, Morehouse College, more, and we have someone on today, or at least a few people from Morehouse College. We created um, these metaversities um, in partnership with Meta. Um, we're also partnered with um, Qualcomm, T-Mobile, um, and HTC Vive. We're partnered with some very, very big people, and we're creating um, virtual reality content, um, digital twin campuses, 
we're doing a lot in virtual reality. So we felt like this micro certification course would be great for anyone who wants to just um, learn from us. And so I'm gonna go ahead and put, um, you have our website, but I'm also gonna put uh, just a general email because there's people from all different uh, grade levels and universities and what. So this will go, uh, if you email um, sales at victory, xr.com will get you to the right person if you have any questions about that course or anything that we do um just email us at that email and we'll do we'll kind of send you to the right person and um thank you michael for um for your you know graciousness to do this class today it was awesome and uh definitely definitely keep in touch with with Michael via LinkedIn and his website and all his various things. He has a lot of knowledge and is very gracious in getting back to people if you have other questions outside of today for him and, and for us as well, please reach out. Um, someone will get back to you very, very soon. We're very good at, at getting back to people within usually a couple of hours. Um, and thank you everyone who, is, who has attended today. We're going to have more of these. We also have classes. Um, you can on our website. You'll be able to see some of the live classes that you can sign up for. Um, if you just want to see what those look like, what other people are doing, um, other teachers are doing in virtual reality, you can attend those classes and kind of see what they're doing. Give you some ideas. And I appreciate everybody attending. And thank you again, Michael. Um, no worries. Can I? Eric, just to address sure. a few very final questions that have come in and I will let everybody go. Um, oh, sure. Bobby, Bobby mentioned a trip to get to water is a social experience. Love that. Absolutely. Daniel said he's enrolled on the course already. Daniel has. So congratulations for that. He subscribed to me on YouTube and he's enrolled on the course this evening. He's been a busy boy. And we've got, um, who else have we got? Uh, Denise has asked a great question. Uh, when building content, are there templates to help you? Yes. Uh, Engage has many, many templates get in touch with Victory XR because they've got loads of great spaces that uh, you don't even know about and I've seen. Um, so get in touch with them and also Mozilla Hubs and um, there's loads of resources online. So thanks everybody. Thanks Erica and um, reach out to me if you've got any more questions. All the best.